Welcome to the Choreograph Your Life podcast, where we dig deep into the journey of people's pursuit of their passion for dance. Join us as our host and guests discuss their dance journeys, the business of dance, obstacles they face, and even lessons learned along the way. Now, here's your host, Sonia Kiriakou. Welcome to my podcast, Choreograph Your Life. Today's guest is born in Puerto Rico, has been dancing since he could walk, and has choreographed and performed with major artists such as Victor Manuel, El Gran Combo, Ricky Martin, and even Elvis Crespo. Everyone, please welcome Tito Ortos. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Hi, Tito. <laughs> How are you? Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me here. Very nice to see you, see you healthy, and very happy to have this moment with you. Thank you so much. It is actually a great honor for both of us to have our health right now with what's going on around the world. But, you know, I think there's something to be said about dancers. We're, we're always, we have long lives. Yes, we're healthy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dancing is good for you. Dancing is good for you. So, Tito, I want to talk to you a little bit about how you started in your dancing, your history. So, um, your parents are musicians, correct? Well, um, I started in the music since I was very young because my father, like you said, is a musician as well as a band leader also. My mom is a musician, my grandpas, everybody in my family some way or another they are they or, or study music or they are just uh, professional musicians and at one moment always my dad um in certain moment they he put me for the very first time to play some instrument the first one was uh, play clarinet and then bass bass actually bass was because i want to be part of a rock band in, in my school <laughs> in my high school <laughs> that's awesome and later on was um um, the guitar that that was because I'm um, I, I just love love the guitar and I want to learn how to play the guitar. But at one moment, my dad has a band. I was in my last year of high school. He wanted me to be one of the, his singers of the, his band, and he put me to take some classes of singing with um, Alex De Castro, Domingo Quinones, and he took me to my first teachers of of dancing. That the first one was a guy that called Tito Bay uh, from Puerto Rico, but he just gave me one class. And then actually I went to my actually um, teacher that was Papito Halahala, and that was my, my, my first teacher. So he just brought me over there because he wanted me to be one of the singers in the front of the band. And we do a lot of things. Uh, we did a lot of things with the band. We record some CDs and, and music. But I would say my, my feet were better than my voice. And and I just did with the with the dancing. And when I was over there with my with my that teacher Papito Halahala, there was a, that group that he directed was a Halahala dancer, great team, great dancers that were there in that moment. Um, Felipe Polanco, Tania Santiago, Pilar, Angela Ingrid, uh, Sori and Fido. And at that moment, Papito one um, was putting together a, a concert for Roberto Roena. And I was just taking my regular classes, and I um, just sit, was sitting down over there after I took my classes, and they were rehearsing for the concert. So uh, Papito, at that moment, Tania was without any uh, any partner, and that his partner used to be another guy from Puerto Rico, Carmelo. He wasn't able to do the work, and uh, Papito asked me like, "Do you dare to 
try to learn that choreography, that routine. And I was like, uh, like five weeks taking classes, I think five or six weeks taking classes. And I said, well, I'll try it. And, and at that moment, um, so I, what I did as was already in my university, my first year university, I finished the university. I go, I, I, I do like three hours of track and field. I was an, I was an athlete for the university. And after that, I, go, I went to the rehearsals with, first my class with Papito, and then I stayed with the rehearsal of the Hala Hala Dance. And that's, Papito just gave me the opportunity. I, I was able to do it at that moment, at least learn the routine because I wasn't able to just social dance. Actually, that's first show that I did with, with Roberto. Start off with choreography. Yeah, that's first show that I did with Roberto Roena the, in the concert. The number was, um, at that moment, uh, Roberto just had a little bit said that, put it a little bit longer, like, um, four eights longer and everybody started doing freestyle and the only thing that I did was check, check, check because I don't do, I don't knew how to do anything else and but that's how I started <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that's, that's a good lesson right there yeah, okay so, so so you were a musician before you were a dancer yes, yes. And and so then my first question to you today is do you think that because you started off as a musician, you come from a long line of musicians, did that make you a better dancer? Well, I don't know if it make me a better dancer, but at least a better understanding of the music, a much better understanding of the music. At the moment, what I learned when I was learning about how to dance, Papito, Papito had a lot of great things. Uh, I think that there was nobody else that had more flavor than Papito Hala Hala. My, my, my regular basic, my natural basic, the way that I move and, and the way that I do my basic is all Papito. And, and that's from, from him. And, but he didn't have an structure of, uh, for teaching, like a method of understanding the timing. That, that basic, he just um, say pa and that pa can be a one or two <laughs> or twenty. It's like but, it's like pa go start. Yeah. Yes, go. And so he didn't have any any structure about that. But that was the way that I learned how to dance. Afterwards, when Aníbal Aníbal Basket from the Mambo Ace started seeing all the dancer from Papito and start always giving the message that everybody have to dance with the clave and understanding the beat of the clave. Also, Stacy coming back from New York, bringing the, the numbers and the way that um, Eddie Torre count the music. Um, that was the moment that everybody started understanding where to dance, at least in that moment, in that era in, 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 the, dance, in the group. And everybody was facing their routines, dancing on two. At that moment is where really I understand that my knowledge of the music would be, um, it was useful, useful, yes, for, because, for me, it wasn't, I was like, oh, of course, they, what they are telling or the, what they are saying is this music. So when we're talking about the clave, it's like this. When we're talking about the numbers, it's like this. And for me, it was like an open book. And I was able to understand whatever method that they was following to understand the music and follow the music. For me, it was very easy to understand it. Not so much easy, I understand, for a lot of them that they don't have the, that background on understanding the music. 
But for me, it was an accident at that moment to understand it, understand what I, what I was doing and understanding what is the meaning of those instruments and the sound in the Song of Salsa. Uh, of course, it was uh, very helpful at that moment. I think that that's something um, that is actually a very important point when it comes to dance because we've seen a little bit of both. We've seen uh, the freestyle dancer that just listens and feels the music and doesn't, cannot really explain what they're doing. They're just doing it. And then you have the people that study it and really are very precise with their movements or they know exactly what they're doing but maybe they're lacking that feel and that fluidity and that naturalness, right? So yeah. um, do you think it's feasible for a dancer that, uh, you know, maybe has one and not the other? Do you think they can balance that off? Is it, is it a question of just educating yourself as a dancer, taking classes, following a music class? What, what do you suggest to someone that has amazing feel they go on the dance floor, they bust a move, but then if you tell them to explain what they did, they can't explain it. How would you suggest that somebody, you know, crosses that bridge? Obviously, knowledge for me is the key. Uh, as much as you can be able to keep learning and keep understanding what you're doing, you will be more able to express yourself, to understand what you're doing, and obviously to explain what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And and I think um, not maybe not at the moment because uh, I'm gonna be 30 years now dancing salsa. So uh, years by years, I I think the that all that knowledge and I keep learning every time and give me the opportunity and uh, and, and the words and the vocabulary to sometimes really understand what I'm doing to be able to explain it forward. So I, I, I always say that as much as you can understand, even if you're going to be the music or the dance or whatever is going to be your path to follow, um, no, don't stick only to one thing because more knowledge make you a, a more complete dancer, complete teacher, judge, everything. Uh, in my case, for example, I was telling you, I, I, I study music, but um, the moment that I was learning how to dance, it was all feeling, all feeling. It's, it's, it was about feeling and, and following the music. And, and just uh, Papito was everything about flavor. So right. for me, it was very good because I, don't, I was not applying any of the, of the knowledge or, or the method or, or the music knowledge that I had to understand how to dance. So it was very good for me to just understand and just mm -hmm. follow it to learn how to do it in that feeling Naturally, way. Yeah, and then they make a lot of sense. Then it's where I make a lot of sense when I mix both knowledge. So I always, if, if you understand good the music, but, but oh no, the musicians are very good dancers neither. <laughs> that's, that's, that, a good point. that's a good point. Yeah. Well, so, what about the other way around? What about someone that has the technical knowledge? Let's say they studied music, they studied dancing, and you watch them and you clearly see that they're lacking emotion or feeling. Do you think they could learn that? Yeah, I, can, I, think, I, I think you can give some, some keys um, or some uh, like exercise or some fundamentals <laughs> that can, that can oh, help you. That sounds hopeful. To, <laughs> you know, like, oh, no. 
No, because, you know, sometimes, sometimes obviously you have to be a, a combination. And like I was saying, you can have a, a very good musician that understands the music and to understand everything, but cannot do that movement of that uh, body uh, coordination to yes. follow and understanding a movement. And vice versa, you can have someone that are, that are very good executing his movement in his body, but maybe cannot understand the technical, the technicality of, of, of the music. And, and then you can have, I think most of the people can understand both. And, and most of the people, if you, if you try to learn as much as you can in terms of music, you can obviously, you can develop. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a big example of that. When I was over there in Papito, Papito used to make me do the basics with my hands like this. And I have to do, but, but the class was 300 basic, every class, only 300. <laughs> I love that. That's like a wax on, wax off example. No, exactly like that. It was 300 basic with the hands like this because I cannot coordinate my hands with, with my feet at that moment. Wow. I, wa- so I was in a, the two. Yes, I, w- I was, you know, I, I knew that I have a little bit of talent of uh, dancing, maybe. I never developed it. I, I wasn't a, a regular dancer in the school or nothing. I was an athlete. I, I, have, I knew that I had coordination because of the movement that I have to do. My, 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 my sport or my event was um, uh, uh, pole voting. Required, so I have to require a lot of coordination. But it's not the same to put it in a specific timing and music. And little by little, I was developing the movement. And still, I see myself um, 30 years ago, then 10 years ago, then 20 years ago. And, and I see that as little by little, I keep um, polishing or, or seeing myself. And I said, you know, the hand, I'm being a little bit lazy with the hand. Let me try to figure it out. And, and keep fixing myself, you know, and, and the videos are there. And, and little by little, I, I get, you know, you get mature and um, your knowledge and your dancing and you get developing. So I think that well, I have, I have this image in my head now of you doing a basic step with your arms out in front of you. <laughs> As if, Tito could, if Tito started like that, then we all have a chance. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's the message well, of that one. That's but amazing. the thing is that, that at that moment, it was like, the class was like this. It was 300 basic. You had to count it. One, two, and Papito was over there or, or in the, in the, in the wow. kitchen. I can hear you. And I was 25, 30. And, wow. and the, but, but the thing is that uh, I understand that the business or, or the classes, you cannot do that anymore because the, the dance have grown so much. And, you know, if you go to a class and the teacher asks you to do 30, 300 basic, they're going to say, well, come on. But the, re- the reality is that for me it works a lot because I think that it was a great fundamental for me. I, I think the fundamentals are are absolutely necessary. And if anything given our, let's say, current uh, tension span, which is, is not mm-hmm. very long for most dancers, uh, we would probably benefit from doing the same thing 300 times. So yeah. uh, I don't know. I would take it back old school. I would definitely try that technique one class and see, <laughs> and see how many people stay. <laughs> see what happens at that point. So Tito, <laughs> you have seen 
so much in your dance career. You've been to so many cities. You've watched so many competitions. You've, I mean, you've done it all, right? So at this point in time, what inspires you? What keeps you motivated? Well, depending, depending the, uh, the stage in, in my, my career, I have different inspirations. Um, first of all, was the, the I, 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 I was in love, or I am in love what I, with what I'm doing. I'm, every day I'm grateful to God to thank you for having me the opportunity to do this that I love so much, that, that I care, and then the, he just gave me the opportunity to do it. And, and, and I really, I never, knew that I'm going to finish completely doing this full time. My, my studies in the university is in biology. That's why I study in, in the university. And at the moment that all this work start coming out and, and little by little was, um, it was more filling all my date and my, my days in the calendar. So that's what the moment that I decided, well, so good. This, if this is what you want me to do, I'm gonna do it full time. And my first inspiration was try to be as better as I can, try to learn from everybody, try to learn um, the history behind what I was doing. Um, and every time I was getting inspired by someone from my, my teachers, but at the same time, some of the colleagues inside uh, me, uh, on my side, and, and a, lot of, a lot of inspiration about the past. And not only about the, the salsa, but also about other stories of other disciplines or other genders of music, of dancing, that also, I, ju I just love the, the, the story. And because I love so much the dancing, and, and this was a, a love that, that I, I never knew that I have it, and, and then I fall in love with, with the dancing. Then I started just digging and digging and digging about old dancing, and little by little, so I have different stages to how to, to get inspired. Obviously, at the moment that I start doing my, my solo career, we, uh, first of all, I, I got like uh, uh, first, my first partner by, when I was doing the solo was uh, Rebecca Sweet from New York. Then I did a competition with um, Gisela and then with Vanessa. And, and after Vanessa, there was uh, that was with Tamara, and all of them were different experience. And the moment that I started doing it with Tamara at the beginning, in the moment for it, it took a while to understand each other or what would be the chemistry or, or the product that is going to bring Tito and Tamara. But that that um, moment to find out what we were going to do, it was another inspiration moment because we were trying to. How do we complete each other? Tamara mm. with all his techniques and all his knowledge that he has with the dancing and that me with the, my grand background in salsa. And we always try, that's the way that we always try to put together the, the, our routines. So let's say, okay, let's find something very elegant from us that maybe people would love to up from us. Or let's go something very street and with a lot of flavor and let's try to go back in the 50s but now let's bring something very new and and romantic so each time we have different inspirations to to keep growing in, in the dancing and and obviously you want to become the better dancer that you can be but also um in one moment is 
the the for you because in my case I was an athlete and I always train myself to become try to be as most as better as I can. And later on, in this stage, I think my inspiration is obviously my my kid, uh, Triam, our son, is the main inspiration because that means if papi and mommy are doing this for trying to give him the life that we can give him to him. So we're going to try to do our best and our best going to be try to maintain ourselves as physical as better as we can, try to uh, keep in shape with the dancing, try to keep not and, and, and all that is having in mind that I have to do this because I love what I'm doing. I do it with my wife, but I'm doing it for my kids. And so I think right now that's the main inspiration that I have. So in different stage, I'm having different inspirations in the, in the garden. That's a wonderful story. I do remember that time when you connected with Tamara and you guys started your career as a, as a duo, as a couple in mm -hmm. salsa. And I remember watching you guys evolve and go from style to style almost seamlessly you know, from an audience point of view, when we're watching you guys and you're going to a funky, let's say, cha-cha routine, and then mm -hmm. we watch you do almost like a Fred Astaire, Ginger Rogers look, it's like as if you guys are actors in a theater and you're able to interpret different styles, but not just individually, but as a couple as well. You complement each other so well, and we truly do see the story unfold when we watch your shows. So this is like an amazing thing to have as a dancer, um, right. you know, not just the skill and the capacity to interpret music, but also to tell a story, you know, to yeah. present a, a piece that goes beyond just, well, here's a piece of music and we're just dancing. You mm -hmm. actually can tell what the story is. And, and this is like a, a beautiful gift. So, you know, love you guys for that. Thank I know you. that you inspire many, many dancers, you know, through all your creativity and actually speaking of Triam, that was one of my questions today is when, when you became parents, um, you know, how did having a child affect your career? Well, um, first of all, it was, it, it was, it, if we're going to be able to keep doing this after the child was born, uh, when was the right moment to do it? And that was a question that always was with us when we were thinking about having a kid, uh, a child. And actually, I can say that talking one day with Luis Vasquez from uh, Los Angeles in, a, yes. in an event in Roma, in Rome, um, we were talking about this and he was telling me, Tito, you know, you know what? It's never going to be the right time. But you're going to understand that when you do it, you're going to be more hungry to work and try to do your best for try to give the best for your kid. And actually, that has been what it became my main goal in, in these days. Is wow, just that's a great piece of advice he gave you. Yeah, no, at that moment. And I said, Tamara, you know what? We keep looking when it's going to be the right moment. And if we're going to think like that, never is going to be because we are we're gonna keep working. So at that moment we were scared if um, if it's gonna slow us down or if we will be able to do it. And 
thanks God, at the, at the beginning, obviously, we have some, some struggles because it's, it, it wasn't the same thing. We have to make of some course. changes. And at the moment, I try to cover some um, gigs that we have with another, with another partner that was Vanessa back again. But that lasts like five weeks after Tamara gave birth. And I say, Tamara, are you ready? You have to come back with me. <laughs> That's it. No, okay, enough is enough now. You only have five weeks off, girl. Yeah. She always, she always <laughs> complain about that. <laughs> but I need you. <laughs> yeah, no, she always complain about that. But really, uh, for me, I was saying, you know, my uh, when we start with Tamara, when I start with Tamara dancing, I start with her as a relationship, personal relationship before the dancing. And she okay. was so, so much working with. Uh, Louis Fonsi, David Bibar, all of the career with the pop artists. And at the moment that she came, it was like, okay, I, I, I need, because Vanessa wasn't able to keep dancing because she mm-hmm. would get pregnant. And okay, I need to find another partner. Can you please cover me, cover Vanessa or my other partner be, uh, in the meantime that I find another partner? And up to this, to this day, I still trying to look for another partner, but I still with Tamara. So. Forget it. That's over now. No, we, would, we won't yeah. accept it. It's T and T for a reason. Oh, oh, of course, of course. <laughs> so, so for me, it's, it has been a blessing to do it with her, but we have to go to different process. And that moment of the baby, you know, was a, a, a moment that I, I don't want to change the product of what we were doing. So I want to keep doing it with, with, with Tamara, with my wife. And... Uh, we are, I have to say, and always Tamara always make a big point of this, is that we have been able to keep doing it thanks about the system that we have around us with our family. Tamara's mom um, is a major, uh, major contributor. player. Yes, because she, every, every time that we go, she stay with 3M. Also, my parents are major in this, um, this, uh, combination or uh, yeah, how the, we do the, it, how the structure or how we do it. The system and they that have was developed system. was based so, on the, the grandparents. Yes, my, my grandparents, of course. And also, Triam is a, it's a very nice kid. It's a, it's a low-maintenance <laughs> ma- low kid. He, he is very good in school. He is very responsible with, with the school, with his sports, with the basketball. And in that case, we have been blessed of having that system around us that allow us to keep doing this and, and that we have a, a son that is very low maintenance to, you know, in, in that case that, that he can go study by himself and, and we just come or we can talk to him. And, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's a been a blessing. But the sad part of this is that it's hard for us and for for him on this also understand that papi and mommy is not most of the weekends over there with him in Puerto Rico. And that's a that's a thing that when we start or, or I know for example now that have been all these weeks and it's gonna be longer that we're gonna keep um, doing this and and about all the bad things, that's one good thing that I can say that I have been here with, with my son and and having all this that I think we never in his life, in his 12 oh years, God, life, we never been point. able to do this with him, like stay day by day with him all this week together. So I know when we, uh, hopefully that we've overcome all this situation and we start working again, 
it's going to be hard again <laughs> to uh, let go of this connection that we have now. And, you know, it's still, it's still every time that we go out or we, like, for example, we program ourselves, okay, let's do three weeks and then we stay two in Puerto Rico or let's stay, do five, then go back one to Puerto Rico. Okay, let's take this one, Trian, with us because he can go because he has a free day on Monday. And we always are programming ourselves like that. And always, always it's, uh, you know, that little thing that, that hit your heart every time that we left him in the, in the airport. And when we reach over there, but he understands now much better. He always right. asks us. The goodbyes uh, are difficult. You, yeah, how are you doing? How the routine goes? I haven't seen that costume. Can I see it? Can you have someone recording so I can see what you're doing? So little by little, we, you know, we understand the system, everybody. And, but it's, I can attribute a lot about the, the, our support that we have with our, our family. I think that's a challenge for a lot of artists, uh, especially dancers, because you know, a musician or, or, you know, a painter can still continue to, to perform, so to speak, until almost birthing time, if it's, you know, if we're speaking mm -hmm. of obviously the female, but for dancers, it's literally your, your body is being <laughs> inhabited. And then after you give birth, there's the recovery time. So I believe dancers have it the, the toughest when it comes to starting a family and then to maintain it is a whole other story, especially for you and Tamara, because you're so in demand that it's not a once in a while travel. It literally is what you do for a living weekend mm -hmm. after weekend. But I have to say, um, having met Triam and, and knowing Triam for such a long time, um, I believe your lifestyle and the fact that you guys brought him with you and you know uh left him with family and, and you know you balanced out the time that you could bring him or had to leave him or you know either or i believe that probably contributed to his maturity and his understanding of life and you know developing his bond with his grandparents while you were gone and then when mm -hmm. you were back the appreciation level must be much higher because now he's like yeah. oh mom and dad are here i i get to really spend quality time with them so i think that in the grand scale of things, people have different careers, different schedules, and we tend to look at, you know, we, we, we tend to look at something we don't have in the sense that, you know, we think, oh, well, nine to five, you know, they come home, they have dinner with their kids, they all go to bed at the same time, you know, they have the weekends to themselves, but, you know, you just never know in life, right? Maybe the mm -hmm. artist lifestyle is the better one because you're only gone three, four days and then you're, you're home and you're really focused on your child the other days. So yeah. I think that the struggles of a parent, uh, a parent slash artist are at, real. At least we, we try as much uh, as we can. And it, it's hard. Sometimes it's very hard. But when we with him, we try to give him as much quality that we can. Um, we try to go to all the practice. Um, that's why sometimes people, when we come back, they ask us, ah, can we do some privates or, or can we do some online teaching? And, and we try sometimes to do it, but then we say, you know what? No, this, this is the moment that I need to spend with my kids. And, exactly. and that's it. And, and no, you know, when I, when we go, we do our you're work. Fully there. Yeah. When you yeah. guys travel, you're not just there to do one show and, 
and one workshop, you actually, you know, are really taking advantage of the trip by teaching privates, by doing all kinds of other things while you're there. Um, I want to ask you, what are your future projects? What are your new projects? Is there something on the burner that we want to know about? Tell us a little more. Well, um, this last year, I, I was able to do some other works again with the artists that uh, for a while, um, we always keep that this connection and, and because this, the, the, the business is not the same for, for them neither, you know, so they have to make some adjustment. Back in the days, we used to travel with the whole company, a lot of concerts and, you know, the careers develop different way. And now we do like more specific things with the artists. Um, with like Grand Combo, I have been able to keep working with them to do all the routines in the, in the, for the singers. And, and we have built certain things uh, sporadically, like um, when we have big concerts or big things. And this last year, I have been able to do a lot of projects with Victor also. We, I did uh, the Bugalo Supreme video. We did a, a very good special and Christmas that, that I have the opportunity to be able to more, be more creative in terms of, of production, of camera-wise and, and shots and, and all that stuff that, that I love to, to keep working in that. Um, I got some other uh, projects coming soon with all that uh, thing about... Are, are um, they secret? Are you not going to tell us? Come on, give up a no, little because, uh, because it's, 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 it's from the artist, so I, I have to wait for them. <laughs> all right, all right. So we have to follow you and, and on Instagram and Facebook to see it when it's ready. So yeah, essentially, you, lo you love to work with the, live with the musicians in live music as well yeah. as the recorded videos. I think that's great because, you know, that is something that is evergreen. Like you can have work with artists forever since there's always going to be the next star and, you know, if El Gran Combo says, oh, you have to get Tito and Tamara, and that's generally how it works. Like when you do great work, you get referred and you keep going and keep going and keep going. And, you know, any, any style will do. Like you can, anything Latin-based, I'm, I'm assuming you guys can choreograph or participate in, right? Like even if it's a reggaeton, have you ever done yeah. that? But I, I don't, I don't work that much in, in that work. Tamara did a lot of work in that way. We sing in Yandel with the Yankee. Um, I did some stuff with Tego Calderon, with um, now that one we, we sing. Um, but Tamara has been able to do more work with the, with the reggaeton or the pop artists. I've, I've been always more in the, in the Latin part, even though that I have been working with Olga Tañón, with Jaire, with that time with Ricky, but even, it was still in the Latin um, umbrella, um, umbrella. So, um, for all these years that have been able to do it, and still I keep learning because the, the New York project, the new projects always give me the opportunity to uh, go and do my research and find the information and, and be able and to do that work that they're asking. And I just love this um, last work that I've been doing and. and and hopefully I will keep doing it in, in, in these next years with, with the project that they asked me to do to be more creative in, in terms of production of cameras and videos. And, and also I'm planning, I've been, I've been saying this for a while already, 
But I think now that I've been stopping of dancing, I have started writing again. And I think uh, uh, I want to finish the, the, the book that I want to do about the history of the dance and the music. And oh, love that. So I, I'm, I, I'm looking I will forward. buy the first copy. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm looking forward to, to finish that. That's a project or a project that I have been working with since 2004, all that thing about investigation. And I always start saying like, no, no, I have to have, I, I'm not ready yet because I'm still mm -hmm. finding new information and new information. Well, it's but, a new baby. It's like a new baby. Yeah, <laughs> but a lot, of, a lot of people say, they say, Tito, that's why are the volumes. So you do once and then you do volume two and then you keep recovering information. And I say, you know what, I, I, it's time that I, I, I at least come out with my first edition of that. And that's a project that I'm looking forward to. So to the long list of things, hold on, I have it here. The long list of things that you do, we're going to add author, okay? So, <laughs> musician, performer, coach, choreographer, yeah. teacher, judge, father, husband, and now we're going to add author. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing, Tito. So one last question for you this, uh, this evening. What do you want to say to aspiring dancers, dancers that want to make a career in Latin dance? What do you want to say to them? Well, the first thing is that, like I was, I, I was telling you earlier, don't, don't stop learning. I think the, the, the key to keep going from one stage to another one and maintain from one generation to another one is stay, stay in the, what is happening. And, and it's very important. You're never going to lose your essence or what you're doing or why you, what, what defined you as a dancer and as a person, but, but always let yourself be uh, influenced by new tendencies and, and take advantage of the, of, of new knowledge that is going to help you to grow and overcome stages in, in life. Obviously thinking always about, what you are able to do in what stage of the dancing you are. So for me, it's very important to always not stop learning, always have a positive mind to whatever you want to decide to do. Um, there's no no's. Always brought the yes first. And then up to the moment that you, that you reach your limit so you can say, okay, I did my best to get over here. So always have a positive mind in life. Enjoy that journey, and and uh, at the process, never never lose your your identity, who you are, and still humbling you in that process. Wow, this is such great advice, Tito. Thank you so so much. <laughs> I really enjoyed uh, this interview with you today, and you know um, I really want to wish you all the best in your future projects. I look forward to seeing that next theater piece from TNT, whatever <laughs> it will be on a stage somewhere on this planet. So uh, on that note, thank you so much for uh, sharing your, your time with us today. And I wish you all the best, best when it comes to your new projects. Yes, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to all that. I'm, I'm, I, was, I'm, I also... I'm doing a, a, a little thing with the radio station over here in Puerto Rico, Satan 23, that looking forward to keep doing that. And I just, they just called me this week to, if I, we can um, take it back again and, 
that's some projects that are, that are very interesting for me. I want to say thank you so much, Sonia, for for having me with here here with you. Um, uh, first of all, always thank you for always coming with us. You know that I always um, tell you that it's a it's a big pleasure and honor to be part of of, of Montreal as a convention of the events that you uh, develop and work with with Morris and and for us for us it's always a, a honor to be part of, of, of that event for for your three men for all the the organization with everything that you do for this community and this dance and this music um i'm very grateful to be able to be part of it and thank you so much to having us the opportunity to be there with you and and this opportunity to share with you some some stories i'm i'm hope that everybody still ha uh, stay healthy um sorry with my english i sometimes get a little bit messy but everybody will understand me but um i'm very very um i hope that everybody uh, stay safe um that we can overcome this and be back or what, what we like to do not only about the dancing, but stay and be able to live and, and live freely uh, uh, and be healthy. So thank you. Thank you so much to have the opportunity to be here with you. <laughs> My pleasure. Thank you so much to Tito Ortos from the beautiful island of Puerto Rico. And if you want to follow up on their projects and see a little bit of what I'm talking about, find them on Facebook and Instagram, TNT or Tito Ortos or Tamara Livolsi. And we look forward to speaking to you again in the future. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. Find Sonia on Instagram at S-O-N-I-A-K-Y-R-I. -I, and on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter at Sonia Kiriakou. Check back weekly for new episodes. Until the next time, keep dancing. Keep dancing.